How's it going, everybody? Welcome to my first ever podcast, which is inspired by my brother, Mark Anthony Gonzalez. His last podcast I listened to was about death and his journey on his ayahuasca journey when he went to Spain. He said he had a great time and it made him think about death and that how our souls, our spirits, our human force, our life force, he calls it, that it's a... Uh, it's a never-ending thing that's very eternal and it will stay living if you consider it living uh, forever even after our body dies but it made me think about how I feel about my perceivings of death and the similarities that I've kind of found with my brother so kind of want to go about maybe my background of what people who are listening to don't kind of know about me but for maybe, I want to say about four to five years of my life, I spent quite a bit of time using cannabis. I was using it very irresponsibly in the beginning, and my brother had told me to use it very responsibly and to not abuse a drug. And what did I do? I go and be irresponsible and abuse the drug. Why? Because sometimes we don't listen. But another reason why is we all need to go on our own kind of journey. So before all that, I've never done any substances. I've never done any existential thinking I've maybe just a little bit when I learned about physics in my my college years but I think what really helped me begin to think about these existential questions of consciousness and life force and life after death was uh, when I started to do cannabis like for me in the beginning I really didn't get to explore cannabis on my own it was always with my friends and just smoking and laughing having fun listening to music and I think cannabis is very awesome for that because it can connect people on a much deeper level or maybe a more intimate level but for me I've always enjoyed cannabis when I began to explore it on my own because I was able to cancel out a lot of the noise of just silliness from my friends and kind of just more hone, home into some of the problems or some of the ideas I never get to peer into on a very higher level or more aware level. So back when I first started getting to cannabis, I really enjoyed smoking it through a pipe. I enjoyed it through a, through a joint or a blunt perhaps. Those are really cool things to enjoy, but or maybe even like a gravity bomb, just any kind of way to change up the different feel or different level of highness and when I began to educate myself more about the uh, risk of having smoke and carcinogens and toxins come into the body from smoking and combustion I knew that I needed to change that if I was going to be enjoying this plant for a little bit longer so I began to research economical affordable type of vaporizer devices because the vaporizer was supposed to decrease the amount of toxins and pollutants that you would get from combustion. And the first thing I ever got was something called the Magic Light Box. It was this little box made out of wood. It seemed very like uh, rustic kind of looking. And it had like this mesh grid in the inside that was connected to like a, a very simple circuit. And it had a battery. As soon as you push the battery down, completed the circuit and it would heat up the mesh to a very like low temperature level so you can start vaping it but the downside to that is whenever I brought it out with my friends they'd want big fat hits from this magic flight box 
So they ended up combusting the herb inside the flight box, the magic flight box. So once I learned on how to use it correctly and to clean it and to harvest some of the vaporizer that uh, some of the resin that collected from the glass tube it came with, I started to want to learn on how do I reuse and recycle some of the cannabis I had. Oh, did a truck honking, but guess it wasn't for me. Oh, right now, everybody, if you're asking why it's so noisy, it's because I'm driving to work all the way to downtown Los, An Los Angeles. I've been doing lift out here for a while. It sucks dick, but it is what it is to make an income for now. So, side note, that's what that was. But okay, back to the story. So I wanted to learn how to recycle this cannabis and how did I get more use out of it since I was spending, you know, $10 here, $20 here on all these herbs. And when I went on to Reddit for Magic Flight Box subreddit, they were talking about reusing the buds that were already in the Magic Flight Box after you finished it. And people were saying you can reuse it because you've done this process called decarbulation where you remove a carbon atom from the um, THC and you make it um, more activated, so it's THCA, I believe. Could be wrong, it's one of those. So uh, you decarbolox de de the cannabis. I think it's how you say it, decarbolox. It's called decarbolate, something like that. I'm sorry, but anyways, you can look it up, you'll figure it out. So once you've collected all of this, uh, amount of decarbolized uh, cannabis you could now use it to make edibles you can make cookies out of it brownies out of it you could even make coconut oil out of it like once i had a full maybe like six to eight grams of this stuff i realized oh man i could have a great time with this cannabis here so i started to make peanut butter sandwiches for like my first one so i wouldn't make peanut butter and jelly I would just make peanut butter and I would um, just coat it very thickly with all this cannabis because I didn't know how much THC was still activated in there or what I, I wasn't being scientifically accurate on it measuring it out I was just this looks good here and then I would eat one and I would go do the yard work because I knew I didn't want to be on the yard work but I knew not that I didn't want to be doing yard work I know that whenever we're completing tasks, especially outdoor and physical activities, our mind begins to wander and begin to postulate, theorize, and have certain epiphanies, and just allows you to kind of step back from all of the social noise from phones, TVs, music. So I would do a lot of, um, once I learned how awesome this was, I would do a lot more edibles while I started to cut the grass. and. Some of the powerful journeys that I'd gone on while I was under these very strong edibles was I began to I began to leave my body not in an astral projection but to be able to leave my body and begin to just fully fully think about who I was what was I doing with my life as a person how did I feel about the people around me? What was history? How long we've been here for on this planet? Like I began to just go so far and put all these little pieces of a puzzle 
and begin to build an image for myself of uh, an identity or at least what I felt who I was or what this whole simulation was and it was very it was very powerful to me because I felt that I could have never have done that not going under this uh, this cannabis experience and like one of the most powerful times that moved me was when I began to think about how old I was becoming and my brother already leaving the house my sister has already left the house like all of my my siblings have already gone like all I was I was one out of six who had already left the, who have still been at the house so that's five out of six already have, have not had to live with my parents anymore and it began to dawn on me like this home right here is kind of like what I make of it now because my grandfather, I mean not my grandfather, because my stepfather has now has Parkinson's and he's now going through a certain, you know, depressed state because of what's going on in his brain and what's going on with my mother at the time. Maybe she wasn't working. Maybe she was still having some, she calls them, dizzy spells. So I felt like there was a lot of things going on with them and I was very moved as to even though I have all these negative connotations or negative feelings or remorse against them, like it didn't even matter because all I cared about at that very moment was just how much they've done for me and the kind of life they've given me and what I should be doing to give a return of love back to them because they were getting older and I was getting older and within another 30 years or 40 years I wouldn't be able to see them again in my life and so I wanted to be able to show them perhaps what I could have done and that was maybe at least over three or four years ago and it's very weird because I still look at the house and I, I see things that I could be doing I see things that I, I could have done and it kind of buns me out here and there because I know I can, I, I'm useful, you know, I have all this energy, I have all this creative thinking and creativeness inside of me, like what can I do to help my parents, you know, so that they feel better and maybe kind of push them to live better. And it, I know that for me, I've been working a lot, taking care of my son, and now I'm gonna be having a new child on the way so now I'm thinking like, am I gonna be able to get those tasks done? Or do I just need to shut up, create a schedule and start doing these things for them? So that was, a, that was one of the things that cannabis allowed me to really, really dive deep into was just my presence with my family and with my parents on how could I help them? You know, whether it's to change them or to get them better sleep or whether it's to change their mind states, like, you know, I feel many of us go through that. How do we save our parents? But I felt it even more so in that moment. And it's very interesting because when I'm not on cannabis substances, it's very hard to me to tap into those very ego disintegrated and more empathetic to the people around me. Because one thing that my brother said in his uh, death podcast was that like don't cheat on anybody and never cut somebody short because we are we are all on this 
is one stop right now of on earth to the afterlife and it is very interesting because there are certain moments when I'm not on cannabis and I've gotten good sleep I've done my exercise and I just begin to think very existential and not about myself anymore and I just begin to care about other people and I feel that's a very very important thing because many of us think about ourselves like our, our plan our future our executing tasks for the day and we don't begin to think how we give back or to give praise and thanks to the people around us and that's what I find very interesting is because when people talk to me on my Uber rides about the homeless people that are Uber and Lyft rides but when all these homeless people are around you know outside in the sun asking for money carrying signs like Every day I drive into downtown Los Angeles, I always see this one African-American dude. It's a bad term to use, African-American, because it's very falsely not even, like, where the fuck this person's from. It's just, oh, African, African-American. This lady I talked to the other day, side note, this lady I talked to the other day, she said, yeah, I went to Africa, and I spoke to these people, and they said, what do you guys call yourselves in America? And I told them, well, we used to be called black Americans, but now we call ourselves African and those Africans that were out there in Africa, they, they, they started laughing and said, like, how do you call yourselves that African-American? Like, Africa is so big and so uh, divided into different regions, like Kenya, Nigerian, Zimbabwe. Like, you don't even know where you're from. So it's very weird to call yourself African-American. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to call black people from now on other than just blacks. That's a very like, normal term that people have used in the past, but I still feel like it's a shitty word. It's like... We're just calling this person something. Like my brother said, we're all here to fucking together. We're all here on, in these divided lines. There's no reason there should be division or you're from that race or this race. It's just ways to um, categorize people because it's easier rather than like knowing them. I think we should call them people. This guy who has a deeper melatonin pigment than me because I live in this region, yada, yada, yada. But anyways, that's what I know. So anyway, so the African-American male guy I always see him on the street asking for money, you know, like he's very nice. I don't ever have money, so I would just wave hi and tell him have a good day and, you know, uh, if I have any money next time I'll hook him up. And I just, you know, make him be noticed because I've heard that a lot of people who are homeless, all they care about is uh, being interconnected and people spending time with them because they feel very lonely. So, but now I'm trying to think about where I was going with this whole idea. So I'll just move forward. <laughs> that yeah, I've been working, and I'm just trying to get my thoughts out here now too. So let me uh, pause this real quick. Boom! Now I remember what we're talking about. So talking about where I wanted to say about giving uh, help and aid to other people was that in our culture, I feel that we don't really trickle money out to other people. Like this, this lady I was talking to, she was saying how it's very selfish for people to be over wealthy when it's, it's, like, it's like someone who's overly eating. You don't need to fucking eat all that food and you don't need all that extra money. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, there's some, um, some dopamine hits that, that makes you feel when you look at those di triple digits or quadruple digit numbers of how much money you have. Like it's awesome, but 
at the end of the day, like my brother says, you're not going to be able to take all that and you're not going to be able to take anything you leave with you. But the thing you can take with you is the feeling of love and compassion that you give into other people. And I feel that in our culture, we don't really do that. It's not really praised upon to help and give money to others and to share wealth. It's always about where you're going to go in your future and what you're going to do for yourself rather than how do you get back to community? How do you spend time with the people who need help? How do you spread money and create opportunities for other people who don't have an awesome life? Like uh, Joe Rogan talks a lot about in his podcast is that people grow up with a bad end of the stick. That they have the shitty parents, they have the shitty school, they have the shitty teachers. They just don't have the best starting or the leg up in life. And so they become the most unuseful people in society. And that's one of the reasons why I truly, truly want to become a teacher is because I want to, I just want to create passion and inspiration into young children because there's so many of us, especially in this day and age, we're just, we, we get to consume whatever we want through social media and through videos and through games that we really, really don't get to have people just stop and talk to us and really move us to want to do something. And it goes back to something I wanted to talk about in another podcast was why I chose physics. And for me, I can talk about that later, but the quick runaround is that for me, I really chose physics because I never felt I gave myself the full potential to unlock something. I've never gave myself the full focus or I've never was able to be given the inspiration or motivation I needed until later in my life. And so that's why I feel to me, maybe I don't have all the money and I may not have all the money in the world to give back your opportunities to people, but if I can give back to especially the young children who don't have those people to inspire them to make music or inspire them to exercise, inspire them to find out what their body can do or to inspire them what their brain could do, like I feel that that's the most beautiful and most rewarding thing to me that I can give to those children. Yeah, it sounds very selfish, but I know that they will be able to reward from that selfishness that I will obtain from, from the experience with them. So, but anyways, but going back to cannabis, um, I've had very, very existential moments as well while I've done cannabis edibles. And one time I got done taking my finals uh, UCR for a certain quarter and I just knew that I felt which I always feel whenever I was in school I always felt when I was in school past tense was that whenever I was learning all this information not doing anything with it I didn't really feel the essence of me or who I was or have any like self thought to explore with so I always wanted to do a heavy can of uh, edible and to go along the, the lines, the line, um, to go among the lines that my brother was talking about the whole death podcast was the feeling of out of the body. And this, when I was taking the edible after finals, I laid in my bed and I just began to close my eyes and I was able to perceive myself out of my body and I felt and could emotionally feel that I am just this collection of cells and I'm literally just here on this rock just floating I, and it just made me felt so much peaceful because it, it made me feel powerful again it made me feel 
who I like to be is just this person on earth and interacting with people and being with people and being able to share love and ideas with people. It just, it, it brought me back to this grounding point that I feel maybe my brother was able to get on his ayahuasca journey. It was just, it's not, to me it wasn't like a reboot, it was just like, man, you've been living so fast, you've been thinking too much shit, doing so much homework, staying up late, and you just haven't had this moment for you to just embrace. And, and that's what I feel is very powerful about um, these uh, cannabis edible journeys, is that it just allows me to just stop and be a mind thinking about the universe. And every time I get to do that, it just makes me feel so happy. Which is why I am bummed out about once I leave this body, is I'm never gonna be able to have that experience again. I'm not afraid of it. I just know that it's gonna be a big bummer. But that's what powers me even more, to want to learn, to want to live ha like happy, to want to be healthy, to, like, to want to sleep and exercise. Like, because I want to give this brain experience the fucking best one I could ever give it. Because once I do leave this rock and I go somewhere else that I have no idea where the heck I'm gonna go, I just want to live the most happiest and loving and coolest brain life with all these other brains around me. And that's kind of why I want to end this podcast. Very short one, but it just really made me want to talk about this since my brother sparked my mind about what is life after death. So hope you guys like this quick little podcast. Thanks for joining me, y'all. And um, about to go to work, make some money, make my mama proud, and provide for my son and my future son. So you guys have a beautiful day.